welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless. I'm your host, Carly, and I'll be your guide on this journey from consciousness to cluelessness and back around again. Today, I talk to Alexis Cullum. Alexis grew up with a love for animals and dreamed of becoming a veterinarian to help them. At the time, she didn't realize what saving animals could really mean in everyone's daily lives. After watching the documentary Earthlings, her life completely changed in so many ways. It led to a vegan lifestyle, switching from a biology to art major in three years, and becoming the president of Knights for Animal Rights, a student organization for animal rights advocacy. Now in her graduating semester at UCF, she considers herself an artivist, an activist, and an artist. Something she'll explain more about. Here we go. Well, thank you for joining me this morning. I'm really excited that we connected. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. So the first question I like to ask people, because the podcast is called Consciously Clueless, and that came from this idea of realizing, like, we're all kind of trying to figure it out and become a little more conscious, a little less clueless, but sometimes you just are all over the map. So um, where are you feeling right now on the spectrum from conscious to clueless or clueless to conscious? Like, where are you at this morning? Yeah, absolutely. Because once you learn about something, it sends you into a whole new wormhole of all these other things. And it's just a a constant process of learning. So I think that, you know, to a certain degree, I'm conscious of different things that others may not be aware of with Mm -hmm. uh, my advocacy. I'm trying to raise awareness about things and share it with other people that may not be aware of it. Um, but by no means like an all-knowing consciousness, you know, because I know that so much <laughs> to always learn and, you know, it's a lifelong journey of learning. So I think that consciousness is like, uh, you know, like I said, a lifelong journey, not a destination. Um, mm. I'm here, I'm conscious. <laughs> so, you know, and that helps keep me, you know, humble and open to the new ideas. So I think I'm conscious of the need to be open-minded, you know, because then there's always more to learn. Yeah, I really love that, um, that you said humble, like humble to the fact that I'm probably going to be wrong. Or there's going to be someone that knows more than me and they're going to, you know, help alter me into this way. Yes, exactly. Yes, I love that. So I first saw about your work as an advocate on a college campus in Veg Fund and I saw your story and thought she's amazing and I want to talk to her. So can you tell me a little bit about that and maybe like your work with Veg Fund or what you're kind of doing there? Absolutely. So um, I'm the president of an animal rights organization at the University of Central Florida, and it's called Knights for Animal Rights. And so basically what we do, um, the club has been um, in effect since like I think 2012 or 2014 so it's pretty cool that there's been a lot of activists before me and students that were already you know conscious of these things trying Mm -hmm. to raise awareness and um, that club is really what brought me to UCF Mm. and helped me choose it Um, oh wow at a lot of colleges and you know I became vegan during the time that I was kind of looking for colleges and so I was like hold on this is something I need to do once I'm you know over there like I need to get involved somehow so um, yeah, so I joined when I was a freshman, um, right, went to the first social and everything. And um, then I became a, I, I kind of created my own position a little bit. <laughs> um, when I was a freshman, um, I became the creative committee director. So basically, okay. what 
what I did was help raise funds for the organization and, mm. you know, so do more activism and stuff. So I made different things like, you know, little bottle caps or small paintings or oh, wow. um, for our large event that we had, we had a, do you know what veg fest is? Yes. 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 So we actually had one on our campus. So we usually <gasps> have one in the city. Wow. But it was really cool that, you know, my freshman year, I got to work with the president at the time, Emily Sarasa, and she organized a veg fest at our campus. And we had like 2000 people come. It was really cool. That's amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I made like a photo booth for that, too, to help promote. And so people can share it and things like that. So that was my role coming in. Okay. And then I was that also as a sophomore. And then now in my junior year, I'm the president. And so, you know kind of in charge of like running the different events and things like that too. So we use the veg fund money um, to help us with our different actions. So for example, um, we had a, a demonstration at Starbucks for their vegan milk surcharge, mm-hmm. which is so unnecessary and makes mm-hmm. it not welcoming for other people to try. Yeah. It's so, really inaccessible. Yeah, exactly. And um, it perpetuates the, you know, animal product default that we have Mm -hmm. instead of being like, okay, here's all these options. It's like, okay, here's your option or pay extra if you want this, which it's more sustainable. We know. So there's no reason to have this, this surcharge. Right. And so we use some of the veg fund money that we um, earned in the grant to purchase vegan milks and have a demonstration at Starbucks with these free samples that people could try so that if they hadn't known about it before they could try and be like wow this is really good and then help us by signing the petition to call starbucks to end it so that way they could have it all the time without paying extra for it so veg fund was super vital to you know helping us give the tangibles to people Mm -hmm. you know of like here's what you can do and take home and and what you can do yourself instead of um always just the information you know the information plus here's like what veganism actually is here's the product or you know example so that's incredible. How did it go? What was the outcome? It was amazing, actually. Um, the manager, when we went, um, I went and introduced myself just being like, hey, you know, we're going to have this demonstration. And she was like, awesome. You know, I, I love that. I love that you guys are protesting. And you don't usually get that from places that you're having a demonstration. No. <laughs> um But, you know, she just was so happy that, you know, us, especially as college students, were out there, you know, raising awareness about things that we are passionate about. And so she allowed us to actually sit inside. So it's really hot here in Florida. (laughs) So that was really nice and it helps keep our milks cold. Um, But, yeah, everyone that came was, you know, interested in what we were doing. A lot of them tried samples unless they were, you know, busy rushing in and out. Um, And then most people actually said that they had already tried, you know, plant-based milks before, you know, maybe they liked it or they already are using it um, at at their home already. So it was really cool that people are already, you know, open to this and practicing it themselves at home. It's not like a new thing that we were really showing, which was great, great outcome. And then a lot of them did sign the petition, which um, we're also partnered with uh, Students Opposing Speciesism, which is a really cool organization that, you know, students can get involved with to join the movement. And it was part of like their campaign, you know, to have Starbucks and the surcharge. Is that a national student opposing species is a speciesism? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a hard word. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it is a national 
um, PETA-backed youth-led movement to end speciesism, which for, you know, any of the listeners that don't know, speciesism is, you know, the human-held belief that, you know, all other animals are inferior, you know, Mm kind of like how we have racism or sexism. It's that ism and like othering of a certain group just because they're different. Mm -hmm. So just as an animal has four legs or dogs are fluffy and pigs aren't, we eat pigs, but dogs are our friends, you know, trying to tackle that um, ethical, you know, Mm -hmm. stance of to show like all animals are equal and they need to be, their, their interests need to be respected. You know, just like how women's interests need to be respected just as much as men. That was the women movement. So, you know, it's and it's really cool because it's national. So there's hubs everywhere. And, you know, no matter where you are in the country, you can either join one or start your own. You know, if there's no one in your area there, they have awesome advisors that, you know, help give the protest materials, which that's where we got our uh, posters, some of our protests. Wow. Um, um, the leaflets to give people information, stickers, the other, you know, cool, tangible things that, you know, help remind people and get it in the community. Yeah, totally. So what other types of activism have you done or projects have you done through this organization on campus? So um, with Nights for Animal Rights, we also do a lot of uh, tabling on campus, which has been really fun um, because it's a chance for us to talk to students on campus, um, yeah. you know, they have a moment during, in between classes, we'd have, you know, different signs, um, like change my mind signs, which are often really helpful because it just helps get people thinking mm-hmm. and they may want to come up and talk to you about it. Be like, you know, why either try to change our mind or just be like, why, why are you guys doing this? Or it just plants the seed in their head to think about, you know, throughout the rest of the day. And, you know, it just helps get them thinking. And, um, Throughout the semesters before COVID is when we'd have these. Obviously, we haven't been able to for a couple weeks, but um, we would have people come back every week and just kind of talking to us. And they'd be like, you know, I started going vegetarian. A couple weeks later, they'd be like, okay, I'm going to try to go vegan and stuff. So it was really rewarding to have that consistent student feedback and know that, you know, we have a presence on campus that students can come to for information and help and resources and things like that. And also support, you know, because we, you know, have a, if you develop a friend group because maybe you're the first person you know to go vegan and then you're like in this world by yourself now you meet this whole other group that you know you can find comfort and you know talk about things with whatever so it's been a really awesome awesome club yeah for students that's really nice to have that feel of community especially on a college campus in any sort of group that you're with. So I really love that you said that kind of like sense of belonging maybe for mm-hmm. people. Cause when, sometimes when you first go vegan, you feel like you're like crazy out on a limb here, which mm-hmm. brings me to how did you go vegan? How did you, while searching for colleges, <laughs> were you like, I think I'm vegan? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it was, it, I have to thank my 10th grade ENC 11 to Professor Tiffany Frost um, for introducing me. And the, she so basically she was vegan. What's, what's ENC? Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's a it's a writing class. Oh, it's, okay. I just was like, am I supposed to know that? <laughs> no, my bad. It's just that that's how it is in my head. Um, no, that's great. <laughs> so yeah, it's just basically the second writing class for like, you know, your gen ed courses in the beginning of, of college and stuff. And so um, basically she was my teacher and she was vegan. And so mm-hmm. all of the literature and essays were 
about these ethics topics. And so I did want to rewind a little bit. I always wanted to help animals (laughs) growing up. um, You know, like I always considered myself an animal lover and I have like a couple of funny stories of like there was one time when I was under 10 that there was like this little baby mouse that was blind like just born on like a boat dock and there was a boat coming in and so I was like everyone stop (laughs) and I went and just like scooped it up and I was like can we keep it and they were like no we have a cat at home and I was like because it's like it's a little baby so I don't know that and then for my college entrance exam I wrote about in preschool um I would we have these love bugs in South Florida I don't Mm -hmm. know if you know what those are Mm -hmm. so there'd be like swarms of them and so all the kids would like squash them jump on them you know because they would make us not have recess sometimes because there'd be so many they'd be so thick Mm-hmm. Like, like a swarm. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and so I would get in trouble and put in timeout. Cause I would fight with kids of like, don't kill them. Like just cause they're bugs doesn't mean you get to smush them. Like what, what gives you you'd the get right in, You'd get put in timeout for that. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, I, if they didn't listen, I would go to other measures as a kid. You know, I didn't really, I relate. <laughs> I relate. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I would go to other measures. I'm imagining you like pushing them in the sandbox or something. Like you're smushing them, I can at least you know do tussle a little you around a little bit. <laughs> so that's what I wrote my college essay about too. Was that story? <laughs> so I've always grown up wanting to help animals and save animals, and I wanted to be a vet because I mm. thought best way to do it. And I feel like a lot of uh, animal rights activists may start out that way because you think that's the way that you can save animals. But once my teacher introduced me to animal rights and we had all our essays about it and on the final day she showed us the um documentary earthlings Mm. and i haven't even watched that whole thing i've i can't do it like i it's it's a lot it yeah and it's it's a lot to the point too that it's everything you know what i mean like the other documentaries, they focus on things, environmentalism, ethics, health for yourself. There's like one like track. Mm-hmm. This one is all of the ways that we exploit animals. And for me, that was really powerful because it, it spelled it out for me. I was like, mm. these are all the things I can't do anymore because like, you know, I just didn't feel like in myself, if I'm going to dedicate my life to saving animals, how can I eat them every day and have them on my plate, you know? Yeah. So I left class crying <laughs> and like kind of like depressed for like a couple days because I was just, you know, absorbing all of that. And I told my mom, I was like, I'm vegan. That's like, I need tofu. I, I don't know. I need tofu. Get me tofu, to- stat. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was one staple and I was like, okay, we're going with that because, you know, and I, so I kind of figured it out as I went because um, after that day, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. So that's how I went vegan and like I said, that was 10th grade. And so you start looking for colleges a little bit after that. And UCF was the one that, you know, I saw how active their club already was. And I was like, this is something I'd love to be a part of. And yeah, that's kind of helped guide me on my journey. Once I went vegan, I feel like it opened me up to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it really was a catalyst in my life for, you know, driving me towards 
you know, this other path instead of going down the vet field. Now I'm actually an art major. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I started out as a bio and I transitioned to an art major with a business bio. So it really (laughs) kind of changed my life a little bit. Well, it sounds like it. When you sent me your schedule to try and like figure out, I was like, she's an art major. (laughs) It sounded pretty fun. Um, I think that I want to highlight one thing too, or a lot of things about that story, but I think it's so amazing the power that a teacher can have Mm -hmm. on their students. And I mean, 10th grade, this teacher sounds pretty radical in the grand scheme of things Mm -hmm. or by standards, right? To be showing, I just can't even imagine my like high school English teachers showing earthlings. That is wildly like impossible for me to even wrap my head around. So I think it's so amazing that she was like seeds, planting seeds, these young people. Mm -hmm. And then boom, last day of class. Hey guys, have a great summer. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope that she knows the impact that you've had and like that she had on you. I know I did want to reach out and find her email and just be like, you know, thank you because whole life is different because of you and and, in an amazing way because I feel like, you know, I'm more compassionate and like I said in the beginning, open Mm. and, you know, I don't know it all, you know, Right. right. so much that you don't know about what you've been doing your whole life that then it makes you realize that, you know, not everything you've been doing growing up is the right way necessarily. You know, there may be better ways and you got to just be open to seeing it and then deciding. Yeah. And I think that I've talked to quite a few people about this, but there's that stereotype about being an angry vegan. Mm -hmm. And I a thousand percent hit that in the beginning because (laughs) I was like, everything I've known is a lie. Literally everything is a lie. And it was very like, why is nobody listening to me? I think I have the answers now and nobody Mm -hmm. wants to join me and I'm pissed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 100%. I can, I said a couple days of the depression and then it definitely turned into like the anger. Cause once I started showing my friends and my family, I was like, guys, look what I just found out about. Like, look at this. And they'd be there with their Chick-fil-A sandwich. Be like, okay. And then go back to talking about something that was just, you know, to me at that point, not as relevant as like, do you see what is happening? So I can relate to that. And I think it definitely, you need that community because then you show, you know, you find that you're not the only one and, you know, yes, a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And definitely in like remembering what approaches work. Right. So like I always share, I grew up in Northern Minnesota and grew up hunting and fishing. That was just a part of life. My best friend growing up up here was vegan starting in like late elementary school or middle school and we're still best friends and she was just so patient with me and you know like I didn't stop hunting and fishing until college or even Mm -hmm. later so I just thought about how interesting that must have been for her and how Mm -hmm. much patience she had and I'm like okay if she can do that for me (laughs) I have to extend that to others Absolutely. And I really, I really love that story because it also shows that, you know, not everyone is going to maybe have that immediate response and that's okay. You know, you absorb it in their own time and you pushing is going to push that angry vegan, you know, stereotype that we have when really, you know, it is a, the, the, the movement is about compassion. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's about compassion for all beings. And so we can't then exclude just part of our species, you know, just because too. So you really just have to invite them in, you know, like show the options, talk about it in like a way that, you know, they can help end suffering and yeah. in like a positive way. Um, and don't get discouraged if they don't transition right away, because, you know, everyone takes their time. And, you know, if she hadn't been patient with you, if she was angry with you, who knows, you know, what would have happened? You would have been like, oh, why would I ever, you know, want to become something like that? So you have to maintain that positivity and just try to plant the seed. So yeah, absolutely. As you go. <laughs> absolutely. And like knowing that we're, we, wherever we're at on this journey of learning about things, we're unraveling so many years of socialization. And for so many people, like that's not going to just happen tomorrow. (laughs) It takes some work. Absolutely. And I, you know, definitely the longer that you've been doing it, the harder it may seem to be like, why Mm. should I do this now? You know? So I feel like definitely our generation coming up is, you know, that they already have these ideas being planted to them. Like me, when I was in 10th grade, I'm still very impressionable. I absorbed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, maybe if people are seeing it later on, they think they've lived their whole life this way, nothing's wrong. But, you know, I always just try to remind, like, you know, my family when I'm talking to them and mm-hmm. stuff, like, this is an urgent thing. And there's so many, so much involved in it. You know, it's, Because the argument that, you know, I often get is, you know, there's so many other things going on. There's so many human issues that Mm. we need to worry about. And I just want to also clarify that the speciesism movement isn't separating or saying that those aren't important. It's just saying like, hey, animals are, they should be here too. They're equally important. We need to care about them as well. And by doing that, I always think if you can extend your compassion to something that looks nothing like you, like a frog or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. cow or something, it would be so much easier to do it to all the people that we know, to how easy would that, you know, solve things too of, okay, if we're all equal, then of course these people are too. And I feel like that would solve a lot of issues too of how we view others just in general. So I think the, um, the, I I mean, there's, there's no movement that is perfect, right? Of Mm -hmm. course. And there are, there are some, there are some um, vegan activists that I think have been really, really damaging to the movement. Mm -hmm. And um, I am a millennial. What generation are you? Are you? I was born in 2000. So I think I'm on Gen X. I think so. I think so. I feel old. <laughs> I'm a millennial, which is now I'm old. I'm millennial. So I'm not yes. a millennial. I know that. <laughs> well, I know that for at least even being a millennial, I'm looked mm-hmm. at as like any space I'm in, any board, anywhere is like, you're the social media person. You're going to be the one that's doing things on social media, which I'm sure you also get. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a powerful tool, but it can also be a really scary place and um, a really damaging for the movement place. Mm-hmm. I've had to leave some Facebook groups and some different places because I'm just like, I don't want to shit on other people <laughs> and lose the compassion piece. Have you experienced any of that, like social media stuff with your activism or any, anything like that? Problems? Definitely um, with running the, the, our club's Instagram page. Mm. Um, 
we, you know, we post about some controversial things sometimes. And especially what I've realized in Orlando is we're a high tourist, high, you know, entertainment industry based, you know, so things like SeaWorld and Gatorland are things that people here have grown up with Mm -hmm. and they, it's part of their childhood. So they Mm -hmm. have a lot memory so when we're out there saying hey this is not okay um we do get some negative feedback sometimes and especially those are the posts that people tend to kind of blow up in the comments of you know why kind of defending the organization and so no matter how angry or nasty sometimes they're really just sincere comments of like you know people saying oh I've worked here this is not how it is or anything like that um, you have to hit all of them with that same level of compassion and maintain mm-hmm. that even composure mm-hmm. uh, because social media lasts forever too. And once you <laughs> something, it's not, it's not really going to go away. And, you know, so I think it's important, at least with that, you have some time to think about your response is not True. as immediate as in-person stuff. Mm-hmm. Those kind of get me a little anxious sometimes because you never know what people are going to say and you have to just be ready to respond. Um, But yeah, definitely social media, you know, you don't want to get sucked in that loop of, you know, bantering back and forth or arguing. You want to stay very informative, educational, but compassionate. Be like, hey, like, do you know about this in terms of like, let me share this with you in case you didn't know or something like that. Like you're wrong. You don't know anything or show, try to just guide them, you know, like, yeah, here, <laughs> here let me just like put bumpers up and you can bounce down the path until you yes. get there. <laughs> exactly. So, so if you are an art major with a business, you said business minor. Yes. Okay. Art major, business minor. You went to UCF for this club specifically. Mm-hmm. So do you have an idea? Like, are all those things going to be a part of your future? Or if you don't know, by the way, it's okay. Because when you're in college and people want to know what you're doing with the rest of your life, it's very mm-hmm. overwhelming. But I'm just mm-hmm. curious if right now, at least you have a kind of a vision. Absolutely. So yeah, definitely. I would think my first couple years of college, I was really kind of bouncing back and forth, not really sure what I wanted because I was struggling with, you know, do I really want to be a vet? Is that the best Mm -hmm. way that I can save animals? Like also once I got deeper into the bio degree, I was kind of like, this is not for me. (laughs) 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 Like I can do it. If I put my mind to it, I can open the textbook and read it and study. And I know the steps, but it wasn't igniting me. Yeah. You're like, this isn't, this isn't me. Yeah, I don't see myself doing this. And also, I was always a, an art minor because it was always mm. something I was passionate about. Um, for my great aunt Betty, she instilled that in me and kind of was a catalyst that way too. Um, she was a watercolor artist. And so when she mm-hmm. passed away, I got her first palette, her palette and brushes. And I, oh, wow. It was really cool. And so ever since then, I've been in love with art. Always wanted to be an art minor. And I saw that my art classes, I was excited for, I was ready for, and I never had the time to do it um, because I was always studying and reading a textbook. And it got to the point in Orgo 2 that I would open it and just start crying. Oh, <laughs> like I, no. It I was like, it. you were like, this is not right. Yeah. I kept trying to push it because I didn't want the classes to conquer me. I had that, you know, I, I wanted to conquer it and say I could do both and things, but I realized that, you know, that's not my path. And mm-hmm. I saw that 
you know, A, being an activist, what I was doing in the club was already saving so many animals that I don't Mm. need to kill myself with these classes. Um, And then set myself up to, you know, have to just be in school and learn all these things I could start saving right now. You know what I mean? And also too, with art, I saw that, you know, art has the ability to speak to so many people. You don't even need words to get things across. And sometimes, you know, in the, you know, in the vegan activism, some people have heard the words before. They've already Mm -hmm. heard all the arguments and they have their walls up of what they're Mm -hmm. going to take back already. Absolutely. So hitting them with a visual they have to absorb it, you know, like they could talk to the painting if they want to, but it's a, it's a one-on-one with themselves and the painting of what they think about it and what that brings up in them. And so. Ooh, I, I thought, love that. I just had like a full body <laughs> reaction to that. Ooh. I, I love goosebumps. They're like, Ooh, ooh. <laughs> something hit. Something hit. <laughs> and so, you know, that's really where I saw I could, I could be myself is Mm -hmm. taking animals through my art. And so, and I saw too, I was already doing it with the creative committee. You know, I started before I even knew what I wanted to do. I was like, the universe was like, let me put you on this path. Yes. (laughs) And I'm so grateful because I saw I was already raising money, already using my art for things. So why can't I just continue doing that? And so these are wrong way these these are some of my pieces Um, I was admiring them as we got started thank you so like this one was a real catalyst for me because it's it was the first painting that I ever sold and it really solidified that I could send a message and Mm. you know people feel that and then they can appreciate it and so this one was about save the bees you know like our pollinators supply like I think 80% of our food crop and or all plants in general, without them, those plants would not be there. So we need to protect them and not, you know, destroy their habitats or use pesticides and fertilizers and all these things. Um, so, and it's, you know, it's a bee on the world kind of showing like she's helping save the world and, you know, just trying to bring awareness to it. The dark drips are like, these are, you know, they have like kind of an imminent danger coming up. And yeah, I love that you're describing it for people who aren't watching and, and for those who are just listening. It's like this beautiful, mm-hmm. and do you want to describe it? The one that you're talking about? Yeah. So, I mean, I, do I, I don't think I have one right now. Um, so it's basically, it's a bee on top of a globe and there's flowers and different things on it. Um, and then my favorites are sunflowers. They're just mm-hmm. so bright and happy and mm-hmm. always reaching towards the sun. So that kind of has always been like a message for me. Um, And the bee is kind of over this whole planet because it it represents all pollinators. We have a lot, it's not just bees, Um, but I'm actually working on a project right now, kind of a spinoff of it. Um, And it includes three butterflies that have gone extinct in South Florida. And so for me being from South Florida, that's like, that's my home. You know, these are, these are tangible things for me too. It's hitting home. It's not just elsewhere out there so I really wanted to raise awareness about you know our pollinators they're just little bugs but they're more more than that if you see a bee don't swat at it just be like okay like I love you I love you just do Mm -hmm. you think (laughs) that's always what I do I'm just like I'm not here to hurt you you don't need to do anything to me um if you squish a bug Alexis will push you down in the sandbox (laughs) man (laughs) I'm gonna find you (laughs) but like you know every life is precious is Mm -hmm. kind of moral of that one and you know I I have other ones too like this yin and yang kind of balancing we need to find balance in our world and you know a big part of that is our oceans 
and our mm-hmm. tree. Just, I like to play with those concepts and, and try to put in a visual way the things that, you know, I want to share with people, basically. And so the other power that this has is um, I can present topics in galleries where these conversations mm. normally be held. I did want to show you this one, but it's kind of big. I'm very excited. Let's see if I can do this. You can also go on my website. All these pictures are up there as well. And we'll put that in the show notes so everyone can look. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's kind of big. <laughs> but basically, Ugh. you can see it. Um, this was the first painting that I did about, I call it artivism. I didn't mention that. But Ooh, I, I love that. An artivist. So art and activism together. And it helps your message, but in a different way, you know? Um, so this one was talking about, you know, how we use cows. They have a price tag on them, but they're a living thing. And so I wanted people to really look into the cow's eyes and mm-hmm. see what they're putting a price tag on, what comes before the burger or, you know, whatever steak you're about to eat. And also um, I was playing with the idea of, you know, even grass fed, like what does humane mean? There's still red behind the green, you know, there's still, they still have to die at the end of this process for you to have the product. So it's just not right in general. And that's why there's no way to justify with these labels or certifications. Mm -hmm. Um, We're doing it humanely, you know, humane is benevolence, it's kindness, and Mm. there's no kind way to kill something that doesn't want to die, someone that doesn't want to die, I'm sorry. Um, You know, so that was my first piece and I made it in um a painting class in high school and oh like wow that, I was like okay this is what I'm gonna do now because it, it just like it was right after I had gone vegan so I was kind of like setting myself up to kind of be on this path of becoming an artivist <laughs> I love that term and I also love the idea I never thought of it like that because I I write and I do like content creation but any sort of painting, drawing, sketching is just not my wheelhouse. It is not come out like it doesn't make sense to me. So I always love looking at people's art because I'm like that my hands won't do that. I don't, I don't understand how you do that. So I, I'm not very familiar with that world. And mm-hmm. I've never thought about it in that way that, you know, if you have a gallery show at some gallery in Florida that maybe their last show was pictures of flowers or I don't know what you know what I mean whatever or some abstract thing like this is like an intentional showcase that Mm -hmm. that you're having people have these one-on-one reactions with this really specific thing which I guess is just I probably just described artivism (laughs) to what that is but I'm just really fascinated that's a really amazing concept thank you yeah I it's not my own I, I found it. It started, I believe, in the 1970s was like when the term was first with it. But um, I am proud to, you know, consider myself in that class because then, you know, I always, even growing up, wanted my art to have a message or like, mm. you know, the purpose of the art. And all artists find their own purpose for it. Absolutely. You know, they don't all have to be super deep and a paragraph long explanation of what's in it. <laughs> and I did want to mention that everyone is an artist. So that is another motto that I say. So your art doesn't have to be that art because it's your art. So yes, whatever absolutely. comes out of your hand is, is your art. And it's- I write, I call myself an artist now as a writer, but that-, that took me a long time. I did. I was like, that's not, that's not art. Mm-hmm. Cooking is an art. I think it's mm. art is 
passion. It's like the love and thought and effort that you put in. And also like, I think once you get into that, like that rhythm, you tap into something, that's, that's your art, whatever it is. So everyone's an artist. That's so really, really, really beautiful. <laughs> so remind me where UCF is, because I have um, family all over Florida. So I visit Florida at least once a year and I would love, I want to see Veg Fest. I haven't gone to a Veg Fest in Florida and there, I know they're all over. So there's a few on my list. Where, where are you at? So we are in Orlando. So it's kind of like, in Orlando. Okay. Yeah, Disney. It's yeah. like the center. You're, the, um, you're in the thick of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we're in Orlando and it's actually really cool that you mentioned that because I am the vendor coordinator for the Veg Fest coming up in central Florida. And um, so it's going to be October 23rd from 10 to 6. So if you're in town, you could stop by. Yeah, that's amazing. I've, um, I've decided recently that I'm just going to start like going places where I can go to veg fests. Like if I'm going somewhere, I'm going to be like, well, is it a long weekend? Like fun <laughs> somewhere like I could plan it with a veg fest in, mm-hmm. I don't know, wherever. So I want to make it to some in Florida. I want to like make it so my trips match. <laughs> Absolutely. when I'm visiting family because it's so cool that they're everywhere you know there's even one in South Florida too I think in Delray it happened earlier this year though okay um so if you're looking for next year but yeah that's also my goal too so maybe we'll see each other at multiple veg fest because I want to go and vendor with my art and kind of be that art spokesperson for the animals as well at the veg fests and I would love you know, that's to kind of- Oh, go from veg fest to veg fest and like interview people for the podcast and that kind of thing. I think it would be so fun. Yes, that would be awesome because then you just meet people and everywhere. That's the other really cool thing about the veg fest is it's just connecting with people and it's such a wholesome, like awesome experience. Yeah, that sounds really lovely. So you are a powerhouse of a college student doing activism and making a difference in the world. That is clear. How do you take care of yourself? Um, that is a harder question for me to answer, <laughs> but I will say that I live by my planner because it helps me just bring my mind where like, you know, what do yep. I actually do? I like check in with it after the day. I'm like, okay, what happened today? All these different things. Let me write it down. What needs to happen for the next day? And, um, yeah, (laughs) I mean, that's a huge form of self-care and, and making sure that you kind of have your head on straight a little bit when you're keeping track of school and activism and everything else, it taking Mm -hmm. care of yourself can include making sure you know what's going on in your day. (laughs) Absolutely. I actually just got this whiteboard and I put like little, uh, tabs for like all the areas of my life so that way it could be like okay self-love things job things my business things work things and it helps me really like separate it out and then that way I can make sure I'm touching all of them I can make sure I'm crossing things off that self-love because if I'm not I'm neglecting that area of my life um, so I'm a very visual person as an artist so it helps me and it's always like a constant reminder of like you know what what I can do and I always try to be productive. So I do think that's something I can work on is it can be productive to do nothing. And that's good for you too. (laughs) Yeah, girl, I'm learning that too. And I've gotten better and better at it, but it is hard to lay down and think 
this is doing something good for me. <laughs> Even though I don't have, I'm not writing, I'm not recording, I'm not content. Editing. Like, mm-hmm. oy, oy, oy. it can be difficult, but I've gotten better and better at it. I, I highly recommend doing nothing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's nice in the moment. And then it also helps you actually be present and clear for when you're actually doing the things that you need to. Um, cause like, I'll find that I try to squeeze everything into all these seconds and minutes in between things. And, you know, if you're just constantly going, you never stop. It's just, you kind of spiral, but like, I'll go to bed and things are still running through my head and I'm like, okay, just sleep time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've been trying to, you know, in those moments where you have a few seconds or whatever, I've been trying to not pick up my phone. Because I, you know, you're standing in line, you're Mm -hmm. waiting at a stop sign. I don't know, whatever it is, these moments where we automatically are like, oh, I have a minute. What's on Mm -hmm. my phone? And so I've been trying. It's hard. It's I didn't realize how route the habit was for me to fill Mm -hmm. like minutes with my phone and email and everything else. So I've been trying to just like look around. (laughs) more in those moments which sounds so silly but mm-hmm. is actually been like a practice no like enjoying the moment like being present in where you are and like what is happening around you what color is the sky are there clouds like what's the because for me like I'm also really bad with directions because I'm kind of in me my head too <laughs> <laughs> so terrible I my surroundings like what's the building what's the street like these are things that you need to pay attention to and just to be aware of where you are and not, you know, lost in all these other things. Yeah, absolutely. I had an advisor in undergrad when I was touring grad schools. I remember he told me, and I think about this all the time now, I remember he told me, just remember to like, look up. And I was like, what? And he was like, when you're touring this place, like, don't be looking at your info sheet. Don't be looking at your phone. He's like, I want to you to tell me what the build it like tops of the buildings looked like when you come mm-hmm. back from this tour. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. I think about it all the time. We never yeah. It's like, we're so tunnel vision on things sometimes that, you know, even just, I think that, like you said, is like another form of self-love is just mm. up and taking in, like taking in information other than the blue screen. Yes. Know? Yes, and like that absolutely. Will You'll notice things. So, absolutely, I cannot agree more. <laughs> so, um, is there anything like pressing or anything that you feel like you really want to share that you didn't get space to, or that I didn't ask about? It's okay if you don't. That's not like a trick question. I just want to make sure I allow people to have space for stuff. Absolutely. And I, I should have probably already thought about that, but we talked about a lot. And um, I always just kind of go back to, you know, like everyone just, just kind of remaining compassionate and positive because everyone takes their time. So wherever you are in your journey and wherever, you know, your peers are just, like we were just talking about, just keep your head up, look up, mm-hmm. appreciate what you're doing, you know, because you know that you yourself are not contributing or, you know, you're making a choice for yourself regardless of what everyone else is doing. So, um, you know, I always just like to end with just keep planting the seed, sprinkle the seeds out to anyone who will listen, but don't take it to heart necessarily what they say back because they're battling their own things. They're absorbing what you just said and just like how we 
when we found out we went through you know a dark time and stuff mm -hmm. um that's even once we accepted it so yeah where if people are not absorbing it you know you can't be upset about you know what they say back because at least you got them thinking about it and maybe in 10 years they'll come back to you and they'll be like you know it took me a while but I did it and yeah. that's going to be so rewarding so, yeah it's the long game the long asking. game mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also find the way that's best for you too you know like I have art you have writing um you know maybe I also do street um, activism on the streets and stuff but you can find your way of how to speak up for animals some people are um chefs and they show by what they cook and stuff so there's so many ways that you know you can help make the world a better place there's not just one set path you know so stay positive compassionate plant seeds and find your way <laughs> beautiful 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 well before we do our patreon only questions and rapid fire round where can people get a hold of you or contact you or stay up to date on on what you're doing absolutely so um my instagram and website are the same so it's easy um it's alexis kayla creations okay so my first name, middle name, and then creations at the awesome. end. Awesome. And again, I'll put all this in the show notes just so you know, but keep going. Perfect. Yeah. And um, so that's where to find me. And then if you wanted to stay up to date with the club or what actions we're taking, because I'm actually graduating this semester. So oh, whoa. Friend, yes. <laughs> this is this is it. So I actually forgot to mention when you said like I'm confident of where I'm going, like um. I'm hoping that I can solidify my art business and, um, you know, be working in galleries and, and set myself up in the art world. So that way, when I graduate, I can still plant my seeds there and stuff like that as well. That's amazing. Um, I have no doubt that you'll do that. <laughs> thank you. So um, since I'm graduating, there's a whole new team coming up of officers. But so if you wanted to stay up to date, uh, our Instagram is nights um, for the number four animal rights awesome yeah so yeah those are our contact places I wanted to reach out well I really appreciate you sharing all that and I oh, hope you. that there are some college students inspired too especially I think that college um colleges can be such amazing places to create change and promote those things so I hope that there's some college students listening that are gonna start their own club Yes. And if you need help doing that, the um, students opposing speciesism um, Instagram is at PETA XSOS. Okay. So if you want to more, get more information about the campaigns that they do or involve, get involved or start your own campaign, I mean, hub or join one, you know, you can find all that information there as well. Thanks for listening to another episode of Consciously Clueless. If you enjoyed that episode, hit subscribe wherever you're listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead, leave a review and help others find this podcast. If you really want to help me get this into the ears of more listeners, send it to a friend, text it to a family member, share on social media. Whatever you can do really helps me out. If you haven't yet, head over to patreon.com slash consciously carly. There's yoga videos, meditation, vegan tips, nutrition info, recipes, behind the scenes podcast information. There is so much over there. I would love to have you as a part of the community. Until next time.